are now beginning a new chapter. We are doing chapter 4. In This is a chapter which is in continuation to the last one because last one what we were doing was a part connected to the Karma Yoga, Yoga of Knowledge also a certain amount. Here we are going to do the Yoga of Knowledge as well as the disciplines of action and knowledge. So both combination. So it is like a comparative study. So we are doing a comparison between the you will get an understanding of which is the better one of the two. This episode is brought to you by KG Productions for Krishna Knows. We are doing chapter 4 from the Bhagavad Gita. Verse 1, Sri Bhagavan said, I reveal this immortal yoga to Vivaswan, that is the sun god, Vivaswan conveyed it to Manu, his son, and Manu imparted it to his son, Ishwak. So, this yoga of knowledge has been passed down from God himself. Krishna himself has passed down this and he is giving how this whole thing, first it was the sun god, from sun god it came to his son that is Manu and from Manu to his son and then from Manu it went on like that alright so what does this tell us that the basis of this scripture is the Vedas itself the Vedas are the foundation of this entire creation the universe and the way it went about, before you create anything in this world, you need to have a in place. So Krishna is saying that put this plan in place. Who is the first person to receive it? The first person to receive it is called the sun. Now sun god. So there is a distinction over here when he say Vivaswan. Now Vivaswan is sun god. But Sun God is known by a name which is called Surya Dev. So where does this difference lie? So is it Surya Dev or is it another person called Vivaswan? And how is he also the God of Sun? So Sun is what everybody looks up in the universe up there. In our solar system, we look up to the Sun because the Sun gives us Literally everything that is happening, not only light, but the power, the energy, we can live in this world. If the sun was not there, nothing would be there in existence. You know that very well. So the entity called sun is like a place. And that place is ruled by someone. It's like a territory, you know. Today we have different, different states. Today we have different countries. Each country is ruled by someone. Likewise, in the same way, there is sun. And sun is ruled by the sun god. Now, this sun god has the sun as his territory and he is in charge of it. Whatever happens over there is a part of his domain. Now, those who understand astrology, you see, the Western astrologers follow the solar signs. The Indian ones follow the lunar, that is the moon. So, they are also controllers of destiny. So, sun also controls the destiny. Just like the sun is represented outside in the universe, sun is represented inside us as well. If you recollect, I said there are representations of macro and micro. So in the micro world, the sun would be where we normally place our finger and say this is the solar plexus. Isn't it? We consider the point as solar plexus. Imagine there is the territory called the sun. It is radiating on all the sides. 
the sun is the one which gives us the power the energy to run the whole system like this universe in the same way the sun inside our being also runs the body one eye is the sun and one eye is called the moon it's the surya nadi and the chandra nadi the ida and the pingala as we call it so these are representations always remember representations you may ask me can you give me an example of representation okay let me give you an example of representation india we have the mainland india that is the land which is connected all in one piece now india also has andaman and nicobar islands right they belong to india but are they in the mainland no they are separate but india is controlling them isn't it in the same way indonesia has 4500 islands spread across a big area got it like that united states also controls no, the mainland united states is one whereas there is a separation between alaska and the united states mainland there is canada in between so alaska is also there then they have other territories like guam and all now guam was in news a few days ago because of the fleet the same way they can control a certain amount of area somewhere now imagine there is this great god vivaswan he is controlling the sun outside suns s u n s not one sun suns outside how many suns are there in this universe billions we don't even know how many of them are there how many vivaswans are there again we don't know hmm? so the sun so let us for representative sake you know representation sake we just say that there is one sun so he is called the sun god who is handling that particular territory he is also in charge of the thing which is inside of you all right and anything connected to solar including your destiny you understand destiny is also there you make an ephemeral chart huh kundali as we call it and then you say oh the sun is here and this has happened and that has happened exactly so he also controls a certain amount of your future it is all coded the astrologers will be in a position to decode it for you so i am just decoding the verse for you to get you an idea that first the groundwork was laid down and it was explained to the sun who has given birth to us the earth i mean who has given birth to this earth the sun only this solar system has been a part of that sun only the whole thing was just forming yeah we have all come from there so if you look at it we are a part of one big family likewise in the same way the sun is the main parent for the creation of this entire world now you may say how does that work look at it where is the solar plexus the solar plexus is in such a place where the creation happens the egg they get created in that area itself so the entire thing is under him he is the ruling factor there because there is a very big nervous system over there there is a whole load of system working out from there and it is called the center of that particular location okay so no i don't want to go further than this <laughs> okay vivaswan conveyed it to manu manu is called the first born he was born first on this earth now manu's creation is there in the quran it is written how he was created in the bible there might be something else in some other scriptures there might be something else so there was the first born let us go at that and then he imparted it to his son so he had a son 
so his son was ishwaku it was a creation of a sun race race of the sun you remember in most of the places in the world there are the different different races r a c e s races so there is the sun race like that there are various races so we are going to do verse 2 ंग just like the language today we have lost so many languages i was reading about apple now there were 4500 varieties of apples just in the state of california how many of you know that nobody knows that we just know a few of them which we count on our fingertips and say oh these are california apples okay fine <laughs> You see what happened was there was a group of scientists who decided that there were so many varieties available so can we find out so they when started tracing back the history of suppliers somebody used to supply them to the marketplace all these farmers fairs and this and that you know in olden times there were the farmers fairs so they went back dug up the records and they were able to locate certain number of farms where these apples could be could have grown so two months ago before the start of the pandemic the scientists discovered 10 new varieties of apples rather i should say the 10 old varieties of apples <laughs> in one farm now they are going to cultivate them because these are unique varieties just like these apples are lost there are lots of creatures in this world which get lost like the dodo bird is called the flightless bird it has no wings as such so the dodo bird is lost how many things do you know you know dinosaurs and <laughs> so many of their kind of also lost we don't know their existence there is a particular place in russia where they found a small piece of a bone a finger bone you know of a girl now the dna analysis was done and this happened a couple of years ago and now they found the entire skeleton they are two and a half times our size can you imagine a human being two and a half time our size how does that look like to you and by the way it is a human dna remember that so that means there were creatures who were taller than that <laughs> so if we think that oh this is this fellow is 6 feet 5 inches tall he must be a tall man oh he is a short man compared to that skeleton that we found so do you understand is everything gets lost the whole matter cannot be understood at all because civilizations come and go how many civilizations have come no idea how many ice ages have come and gone i can tell you ice age how many of them till the last last data available well there was a team from australia which went down to antarctica and they were digging under the rocks and they found one small creature okay now this creature has survived over 14 1414 of those ice ages and the creature is still alive so you can imagine there are those kind of creatures also so what understanding do you get from this that there are certain things which get lost there are certain things that get found and when they are found we have to do our research to understand the truth behind those statements in that document or whatever data that we have 
Naturally, you know about the Dead Sea Scrolls. Some of you know the Dead Sea Scrolls. They were found more than 50-60 years ago. Similarly, there are other scrolls that were found. They are telling us history of more than 2000 years ago. What exactly happened? They are written in a very strange language called Coptic. It's an ancient Egyptian Middle East language. Some of them are stored in a place called Nag Hammadi, studied by people in the West as well as in the East also. Some people are studying them. Certain Bibles, old Bibles, old texts were found. So you can understand that data is there somewhere, but we don't know where it is. So Krishna is telling Arjuna, Arjuna, I had taught all this. Now the question is going to come up. Don't worry. <laughs> there will be a question which Arjuna is going to ask. How? <laughs> How do you know this? So we go back again to the state where Krishna is telling Arjuna, Arjuna, you know, all this data, all this knowledge, I had packaged it nicely and given it to your forefathers. And just as it goes along the way, it was all lost. We rely on our memories, you know. In ancient times, there might not have been a written language. It could have been something else. We don't know. It could have been some hieroglyphics or it might could be anything, you know. It can be just putting stones together or drawing pictures like you have in the French cave. So, the knowledge got completely lost. The yoga, this particular yoga which I taught to the sun god which came down it was transmitted in succession from father to son just like Noah's story if you remember huh? the father taught Noah everything it's the same way just imagine it was taught from one father to the son and from the son to the next and to the next and to the next and to the next this yoga remained as a Raj Yoga. It's a kind of a yoga which only the kings would know. Raj Rishis. Rishis are the people who are called sages. Raj Rishi means a person who is a royal sage. Only royalties. Now this is going to come as handy later on. So don't forget what I am saying. Raj Rishi. So they were kings the ruling class. So the ruling class knew about this yoga. This yoga cannot be transmitted to the downlines. That means the Raj Yoga cannot be transmitted to everybody. It's like a legacy. You see, when you have a father or a, you know your patriarch, he's going to pass on something to you. This is only like that. Okay? It's not meant for others. So like that, this Raj Yoga was passed down. Alright? Raj Rishi, sorry. So, through lapse of time, this Yoga got lost to the world. Naturally, over a period of time, this Yoga got lost. People don't remember those kind of. So verse 3, chapter 4 from the Bhagavad Gita. The same ancient yoga which is the supreme secret has this day been imparted to you by me as you are my devotee and friend. So, Krishna says, this same ancient yoga which I had told the sun god, I have actually passed it on to you. So, what was it in the last chapter? The last entire chapter which was based on Karma Yoga is a part of that yoga which was transmitted. It was lost but I have revived it so that I can tell you. Now you are sitting in the satsang over here. You should understand that I am also telling you the same thing. So this ancient yoga which is the supreme secret has this day been imparted to you by me. So Krishna says, I have now imparted this yoga to you. Ask yourself this question. Did you understand? The answer will be 
what were you talking about what yoga did you say i don't recollect you see you don't recollect is because it was told to you slowly but yet the percolation doesn't happen the same sentences will be repeated again one line one line says it all do your duty okay don't bother about the fruits your duty the word do your duty means what do means action you are taking that you are supposed to be doing it so do your means the one which is connected to you swadharma duty the one job which is entrusted to you so whatever that is entrusted to you you have to fulfill it completely and not bother about how things are going to happen where they are going to happen how when where why all these questions need not be asked so the secret of that yoga is do your duty don't bother about the this is the secret though it was explained in much detail by me last time or before that but today i have given you just three words there are other conditions attached to it of course the conditions are that you are not supposed to be getting passionate about it so you have to become dispassionate you have to become detached these are certain conditions attached to these three words but the rest of it this is what it is so he says the same ancient yoga which is the supreme secret has this day been imparted to you by me i have told you about this as you are my devotee and a friend he is a friend of krishna as well as a devotee of krishna the yesterday's q and a i gave an understanding about devotion who is a devotee who is a disciple and who are other people so a devotee is not a disciple by the way devotee is far greater than the disciple much greater he has single pointed devotion so krishna is saying to arjuna you are my devotee and also my friend that is why my dear friend i have imparted this yoga to you but listen to what arjuna is going to say The problem with our material world is that when you are lost in the material domain you tend to forget everything. So we move to verse 4 chapter 4 from the Bhagavad Gita. Arjuna said, "You are of recent origin while the birth of Vivaswan dates back to remote antiquity." how then am i to believe that you imparted this yoga at the beginning of the creation very big doubt over here i know you are as young as i am or as old as i am okay krishna i know you okay i see people have seen your birth my forefathers have seen and your forefathers have also seen that you were born on that day i was also born now only so how is it that you seem to know the sun god that must have happened eons ago no eons means oh my god i don't nobody knows when it happened how come you are saying that you know him and you imparted it to him it's called a doubt the what is the biggest doubt over here the biggest doubt is arjuna is not accepting krishna as the divinity did you get it he doesn't consider krishna as some god or somebody like that he thinks he is some ordinary fellow he is talking such big language maybe he is faking it maybe he just says something because it is supposed to be said who is anyway going to go and find out about it i just have to take it at the face value <laughs> these are called doubts and naturally these doubts are going to arise so arjuna says you are of recent origin of course i know you while the birth of vivaswan dates back to remote antiquity in this line it will tell you that vivaswan was born also he was there now you may ask me 
Vivaswan was born, then how was sun already existing? See, the sun was existing, but he was born later on, isn't it? Well, let me tell you something. Vivaswan is one of them. Did I not tell you Vivaswan's S? Sun's S. Too many sons, too many Vivaswans. I'm just saying one name. How many of those kind of people were there? Nobody knows. Were they in charge of the sun god? Yes, of course. How many of them were there? Again, the question is not there. We have no idea. So likewise, the Vivaswan that we are talking about, this particular one who has started this race of Ishwaku, this particular one is from a particular age. How many Manus have happened? A lot of Manus have happened. Okay. Manu is always the first born. is called the Manu. Okay, man. Not Manchester United. Okay, otherwise you will think like that. Okay, something like that. <laughs> so here it is. Manu is the first born. How many Manus? No idea. All were called by different, different names. Yes, of course. Some, some people had some different, different names. So it's okay. So this Vivaswan who was the sun god was... Which life of yours were you there teaching him? So it's remote antiquity. Nobody knows. How can I believe that you imparted this yoga at the beginning of time? Before he was born, you knew about it. That means you were there before that. So Arjuna is a little bit perplexed. He says, oh, this is a little difficult for me to understand. So verse 5, chapter 4. Sri Bhagwan said, Arjuna, you and I have passed through many births. I remember them all. You do not remember, O chastiser of foes. Now, Krishna says, in this a number of factors are brought into the picture. We should remember that this is the gospel truth that is being said over here. And in that there are certain secret things that are being revealed over here. Number one, that Krishna has always been coming. You and I have passed through many births. So you and I have passed through many births means what? You were born and I was also born. Now the question may arise over here. Krishna is ever perfect. Ever perfect. Right? If Krishna is ever perfect, why does he have to take birth? Truth, isn't it? He shouldn't be taking birth. He might send his, you know, flunkies. You say, flunky. Okay, you go and handle my case. Go. <laughs> his lawyers. Go. You go and handle this. No, but Krishna himself came. And then in many of his lives, he has to meet his master, his guru. And then he has to learn about realization. And then he has to go towards realization. What does it tell you? And what does it tell you that Arjuna was also born constantly? So the answer here is, Krishna has taken numerous births. Okay? Many a times, he has come through certain bodies. Bodies. Many a time he has appeared just like that through somebody's body. Many a time he has taken a form which is different than a human form. That is why you can remember there are different avatars like the Matsya avatar, the fish avatar that is there. Yes, he can come like that also. And then Arjuna has also come. So if Krishna is a fish avatar, Arjuna is going to be what? A crab? Ah, he's also going to be a fish, isn't it? <laughs> no, in every avatar of his, he has taken a particular form and he has come like that and he has always been around, coming and going, coming and going. What does that teach you? Doesn't that teach you that it is not important to go towards what is called as liberation. If Arjuna and Krishna keep on coming again and again and again, 
doesn't you get tired of it you will say i think you should get tired of it sometime and you should say i just want liberation i don't want to come back again no it doesn't happen here the secret is very clear to you if krishna comes arjuna also comes okay and <laughs> the truth of the matter is then the whole jing bang gang of is also comes and they come in different different forms it's nothing but a play as we call it the leela so arjuna he says you and i have passed through many births i remember them all you do not remember them krishna is the ever perfect even though he is born in a womb but he is perfect then also so even if you think that he is born as a fish or a varaha <laughs> he is still perfect he knows everything but he has to go through the training body is the main cause of all the issues in one of the very famous avatars of fish he was born as you see when he was born as a pig it so happened this is a story from the puranas it so happened that he was he completed his task on the earth whatever he had come for he finished that do you remember my sentence do your duty so he came and he did his duty finished it the end but then he got lost in the world it's his own world it's his own creation his own maya and he got lost in his own world you, you see when an artist is painting some nice painting you know he will say wow it's so wonderful it's so beautiful i made it i can still think of you know the one with that pointy mustache was looking at the sistine chapel and say oh i made it you see <laughs> and doing like this reminds me of hercule pyro also <laughs> so imagine salvador dali also doing the same thing likewise krishna he had come as a pig and he was enjoying himself he said this is my world i love this world so he had so many children <laughs> as a pig <laughs> and he was rolling in the mud that muck of his and enjoying his life the gods in the heaven they were so upset they said you know what i don't understand why he is gone on this earth and he is he is getting so lost in the children of his you see and he's got a wife or someone oh my god he's, he's got completely immersed in it so they all went to shiva and they told shiva shiva you got to do something about it you see this krishna no he was born as a pig and now he's got completely lost in the world what is to be done shiva went with his trident and he knocked on him and said come on man you have to go there's a lot of duties to be done so krishna oh you go away <laughs> don't disturb me i am so lost in this world of mine you know this is what happens to human beings when they have wife children these that the family they get so lost in it that they forget the duty this is a story which is telling you don't get lost in this world it's not your job to be lost in family children material world and the muck that is there the muck is what you know pigs love to go and roll in that dirty slime and the mud and the shit around everywhere isn't it this is what we do human beings love to roll around in that muck muck of life money power job fame fortune politics this that everything is nothing but the word shit and the family the children the house the properties so shiva takes his trident and kills him kills that pig and then he tells come on let's go <laughs> so krishna goes back so remember this even the god can be lost in the material domain so that he doesn't get lost he has knowledge 
Human beings don't have any understanding. Please let me tell you this much. He is ever perfect. He has all the knowledge of this world. He deliberately does a lot of times all kinds of nonsensical stuff around you. Krishna does all kinds of funny stuff and he is not going to tell you that he is doing it. Okay, You will look at him, he is looking like a pig who is rolling in that muck of his. Don't go by that picture of his. Alright. <laughs> so, Arjuna, I have also come and you have also come. What were you? I have already explained. You were my friend and my devotee. So does that equation change in any life of ours? No way. You are still my friend and still my devotee. So those who are friends of Krishna are friends of Krishna. They don't change their form. You see, they, they don't change their equation. Their forms may change. They can take up different, different forms. But they will still be friend and they will still be devotees. But do they know about it? No, sir. Nobody knows. Isn't that the question raised by Arjuna in the last verse? How do you know? So no Arjuna will know. And here he says to Arjuna, I remember it, but you don't. So in this world, Krishna is the only one who knows all the answers. He remembers everything. But the other people connected with him has no clue about it. So no Arjuna, no Radha, no gopis, nobody knows. They are all covered by Maya. So Krishna is the one who tells them, Ki, oh you are this, oh you are that, like that. You know, It's, a, it's an understanding. And everybody has to go through their own path to know the truth. To know the truth, a person has to know everything. That is why reaching the state of enlightenment is important. To know that you are a devotee. Just knowing doesn't work. To know that you are a disciple, just knowing doesn't work. You see, he can say, I am the prince of this land. What prince? Who gives a damn about you being a prince? You be the king. Then we will understand. You know, there are certain nations in this world where there are appointed prince. The prince is appointed. So many nations are there. The prince may be appointed and suddenly, few years later, he may lose it. The king, the ruling patriarch will say, no longer are you in line for succession. You are nobody. Hasn't it happened right in front of your nose in the last month itself? So you may be the prince, you may be a disciple, you may be a devotee, but the disciple or the devotee may lose it because they have not reached the state of enlightenment. So reaching it, going through the pains and going through this entire path is so very important. Isn't that the reason why Arjuna is being taught these things by Krishna? Please remember this. Never be under the delusion that I am, you know, Krishna is my God and I am his greatest devotee. Sorry, that doesn't give anybody the chance of reaching the king. You know, the layer of the layer of the king. L-I-A-R. Layer is not the inner chamber as we call it. You can't do that. No. If you want to be with Krishna, then you have to go through the path. And every day is going to be a difficult day. Till the end of your life. It's not easy. You have to go through terrible times. Because constantly you are going to be churned. As a devotee or a disciple of Krishna, you will have to go through your painful journey. The liberation means you are not the body. See, I have given another secret to you. Remember that. So we move to the next verse. Chapter 4, Bhagavad Gita, verse 6. 
though birthless and immortal and the lord of all beings i manifest myself through my own yoga maya divine potency keeping my nature prakriti under control now this is the truth which krishna is giving about himself he is not talking about arjuna over here he is talking about himself and what does he say i am birthless and immortal i am birthless i actually don't take birth and i am immortal means what i have i don't die any time i am an immortal being but with the help of my yoga maya which is his own power krishna has his own power called yoga maya it is still an illusory power of krishna he says i am birthless and immortal and the lord of all beings i am the boss of everything in this not only this creation <laughs> otherwise also <laughs> i am the super boss of everything i am the supreme divine consciousness but i manifest myself manifest myself this is something which again is a very secret word to understand there is an unmanifest domain which is the brahma unmanifest cannot be understood cannot be it's not tangible at all so i have not had manifestation there in that unmanifest domain i am not manifest there i am in the unmanifest domain in the form of narayana i am lying over there on the ocean of milk nobody can see me then as a manifest i create myself into a form i myself create a form of myself that means i take up a form do you understand this no okay see human beings they don't have a choice of bodies okay it is bodies available you get it which body is available whatever is available it's under whom under prakriti mother nature mother nature is the distributor of bodies please remember this mother nature is a distributor of bodies she will look at you and she will say oh you take this body which body ant body come on go and take this ant body she will say oh you come here you are like donkey go take this donkey's body you got it so the distribution of bodies is under the domain of prakriti nobody can overrule prakriti please let me tell you this much you can't go and decide you know oh i want this time i need a human body i have to become the supermodel of the year no the prakriti mother mother nature will say of course i'll make you supermodel of the year i'll make you a crow a crow supermodel don't worry you will call very nicely <laughs> so <laughs> the stupidity isn't it so you can't have your own i want to be this i want to be that no now in this in this verse there is a lot of secret being told to you so let me decipher that thing for you first prakriti is the one who gives the body understood second you have no choice hmm? dissipation of karma it goes with the body suppose you have a certain karma which goes with the body you have a body that dissipation of karma will be given to you this is your package okay it's like when you join the army you know what you are supposed to do you will get your uniform you will get your beret you will get your cap you will get this you will get that you will get boots you will get your gun now you may say no i don't want this gun this gun is not good is very old who are you to tell us that you think the government is going to listen to you you think of yourself as some great person sorry boss you have joined as a soldier we are going to give you only this load and fire rifle you know no but i want a point 38 you know i i love doing that 
it doesn't go with your order and your rank no sorry this is what you will get you want to use it use it otherwise get out so mother nature is exactly like this you will be given the uniform you will be given your bunk bed or whatever bed that you have got you cannot decide that i want an air conditioned room got it it's all a package deal you come with a package and you have to take it and you have to go it's like going to a jail you understand jail birds orange color garments and all those kind of things just imagine you are going to go like that so next time you are going to be bald and toothless go <laughs> but i don't want to be bald and toothless i was thinking about the vulture you know not a human being and you are thinking you are going to be a human <laughs> so <laughs> bald so sorry the bald eagle maybe <laughs> who knows but i hope you get that point mother nature is going to decide for you you have no choice second he says but in my case krishna says but in my case i am deciding everything because mother nature is my own nature only she is under me she listens to whatever i say correct i don't influence her i am not going to influence her say that okay he is my best friend arjuna is my best friend uh, this time you don't give him a donkey's body give him a human body i am not going to say that no if you have to appear like a dog also no it doesn't matter what did you get what i am saying see arjuna may come as a dog and you will say if arjuna is coming as a dog then krishna what are you coming as don't worry i am going to come as datatre <laughs> so did you get the answer so it is all like this all very strangely worded you should we should never try to ask him okay what what are you going to give me no point so mother nature exactly fixes on to what you have to get but in case of krishna i manifest myself through my own yoga maya i take the birth or i take up a body in the material domain the one that i want to take doesn't that tell you something hmm so now please understand this krishna decides on the body which he may take up as a manifestation he may take up an ant's body for all he cares it's his choice no so krishna has this great choice of doing whatever he feels like doing you may ask me why does he do that we have not come to that verse again <laughs> so when we come to the verse i will tell you but till just now please remember these are cut couple couple of secrets that are divulged in this number 1 you don't have a choice over bodies number 2 mother nature is the one who decides on the bodies number 3 it's the yoga maya which is the power of krishna which is the one who will put you in that place so if you are a devotee of krishna please remember this if you are a devotee of krishna and if krishna is coming in a particular form then that particular form will be selected by mother nature for you got the gist of things example very good you see the gopis of vrindavan Golok Vrindavan, there are gopis over there. By the way, there are no male gopis there. Okay, only female. Now is going to be the law of the females only. We have entered Kali Yuga. Those who have seen my update, you see, some of you asked me the question, "What have you written?" I was just saying. I just put on the switch, tick. like that okay now the world is all of women now don't worry this is just the coronavirus is only one happenstance it's a kind of a thing is happening what's going to happen in the future very slowly this world is being taken over by kali okay let me come back to our story so what are you supposed to be is all coming in a particular manner so whatever form krishna takes krishna appeared like datatre also you know that 
Krishna appeared even like a sage called Kapila Muni. That also you know. He has appeared in various forms. He has appeared like a lion, half lion, half Narsimha avatar. He has come in various forms. So when he has come in that form, his devotee may come in some womb. Some womb. It's not known where. Remember Prahlad. Prahlad came from the womb of the Rakshasas. His father was a Danav. Demon. And demonical nature. So, who is given that womb? Prakriti, mother nature. So, you can't mess around with her. Please remember this. She is the one who doles out all this. And that Krishna is not going to recommend anything. He is just going to say, see, I am going to appear as this. Prakriti, you do the rest of it. He is just giving her an order and she executes it. That's it. So, all these devotees, they come and they are always under the cloak of ignorance. Please remember this. All devotees of Krishna are under the cloak of ignorance. They have no clue. No idea whatsoever. It is only when they get the knock-knock. Are you there? In that time, they will wake up. But if they have to go back into the shell once again, you know, he will say, okay, now you go back. That is the case. So, what does Krishna do? He manifests himself. He himself decides which part or which body or which womb he is going to take. And for how many days he is going to be there, how many months or how many years or what is the time period, is he is deciding. Not anybody else. He decides on everything. And then what does he do? He uses his yoga maya. Yoga maya is called the illusive potency. He creates you know, <laughs> sound effects. <laughs> he creates this very beautiful scene around everything. He will come up with a story which is the most implausible story in the world. I mean, you will really wonder, is that true? Don't worry, it is true. <laughs> a very, very implausible story. And he is suddenly taking birth somewhere. Or he may be suddenly plonking himself. Plop, over there. Oh, yeah, he has come. So he does that. Keeping my nature under control. So please remember this. He keeps his nature under control. The nature is under his control constantly. How does he use it? That is a big... So we have to now come to the end of this particular verse. And we have to stop over here. So the mystery continues. You know like this. Do it in the serials. I think I also have to use those kind of gimmicks. And the story continues next week, same time, same place. <laughs> so anyway, the Krishna's mystery story will continue next week. And I will see you all. Take care. Stay indoors. Bye. Have a nice day.